the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He was recognized in 2020 as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings over 30 years' experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Uh, if this is the first time you heard the show, welcome aboard. If you're a returning customer, you know the drill. The first part of the show, usually we talk about estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, that's avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, trying to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we talk about politics, history, religion, whatever. And we're going to be talking, this part of the show, we're going to be talking mostly politics. It just worked out that these people were in the area and we started interviewing. But we're going to be talking to Jerry Kassar, chairman of the New York State Conservative Party. Then we're going to follow up with Fran, who is vice chairman of the New York State Conservative Party and chairperson of the Brooklyn Conservative Party. And they're coming in with a state senate candidate who I've met for the first time, uh, Kareem Asamic. So, Beth, I know you were impressed with the young gentleman. I liked him very much. Um, he actually was recommended to us by Michael. Yeah. yeah, I got to meet him last week at a function in the city. And, I mean, I thought it was impressive. And, you know, it's not every time you go into the city and then all of a sudden bump into someone running for your district. So... Talked with him, and last minute he agreed to come on, so it was very good. Okay, and he's been endorsed by our former state senator, Marty Golden. Who I'm sure most of you who are loyalists to the show have heard plenty of times on air. All right, so obviously politics has been in the news an awful lot recently. And Beth, you said you saw Father Gravy on TV this morning? Yes, on TV. Um, I had Fox on in the background as I was doing stuff. And it's the Bill Himmer and Dana Perino our America's newsroom. I think okay. Is theirs. Yep. Okay. Thank you. And, and they had on a priest, um, father Brian Graby, who is the nephew of one of our friends from Legatus. Yeah. Nancy Graby, his aunt by marriage, I guess, uh, was talking about the Knights of Malta a few weeks ago and talking also about how they're doing, they're raising money for the refugees in Ukraine and to help people in the Ukraine. But what, what was father Graby talking about? 
Well, for um, at least a decade, um, he's the pastor right now of the old St. Patrick's Church in Manhattan. The Basilica of the Old Cathedral. There you go. To use the more proper terminology. Remember, everybody, I'm the Methodist in the family. Um, but he, very, very nice man. Um, he's, like I say, for over a decade, he has gone with people on a, you know, they, they'd walk around in front of um, places saying the rosary so that... Places mean, mean abortion clinics. Well, I, this was in the background this morning, so I don't... <laughs> I'm sure he was probably talking about abortion clinics. It could be a hospital. I'm not sure. But they would go different places, and they've done it for years and years. Um, the police were nervous about them going out this morning, Um but he said, no, we'll, we'll go out. And sure enough, there were there were a whole bunch of people heckling them. Um, but his mission and his parishioners and um, friends were out and about praying as usual for the little children in the womb. Um and his position was, you know, no, we're not going to attack people. We're not, you know, we we prayerfully pray for the souls of the unborn. You know, one of the most interesting stories I ever heard considering that was the, the Mexican actor, Eduardo Verastegui, who said he was praying one time outside of a uh, abortion clinic in California. And there was a Hispanic couple and... They recognized him since he was a popular star in Mexico, and they came over to talk to him. And in the course of the conversation, he was able to convince them not to have the abortion. And later on, the lady had a, you know, gave birth to a child and named the child Eduardo. So I think that was one of the more interesting stories that I heard about that. And you know, we're in for a battle right now. New York State's not going to change anything. I'm, you know, some people are, are more optimistic than I am, but New York State is lost. But still, we got to keep up the fight. We don't give up just because we're on the losing side in New York City, New York State. And there are elections coming up this year. And, we're, you know, it's important to vote. And I know a lot of us have gotten discouraged over the last couple of years because you vote. You vote on election date, your candidate wins on election day, and all of a sudden votes come in from who knows where, and you've lost. And it does get discouraging. But we got I guess we got to keep on fighting. Hopefully, you know, things might get a little better in New York. I think this is going to be a good year uh, for the New York City, you know, Republican conservative parties because— we're going to pick up some seats. How many? We're not going to know, but hopefully we've got some good news as far as the redistricting goes. And that's what we're going to be talking to Jerry Kassar about the redistricting and some of the issues that are coming up in this year's campaign. So hang on. Now, if you want to talk to us about estate planning, we're going to be doing seminars the end of June. We're going to be on with, you know, you can always catch. Where do you catch our seminar on YouTube, Michael? If you want to find our seminar on YouTube, just go to youtube.com and then you're going to want to enter into the search bar, Connors and Sullivan Video Seminar. That's, of course, Connors spelled C-O-N-N-O-R-S, Connors and Sullivan Video Seminar. Your first result up at the top should be a nice long video. You'll see Dad right there. 
click on that and you should be able to take in as much information to make up your mind on coming in for a consultation, figure out what you want to do, so on and so forth. It's, it's a good briefer before you decide to get serious about your planning. Now, if you want to get the YouTube thing on the Toy Soldiers, what do you hook into? Um, just, well, search, let's see, what was the, what was the exact video headline? Michael Connors Toy Soldiers, I think will take you to it. Yes. So just search Michael Connors <laughs> Toy Soldier Collection or Michael Connors Toy Soldiers. And I think it's going to be one of the first results there. You're going to see right. that. And that, that has a lot more hits in the seminar, at least 255,000 more hits. Did you ever tell seminar. everybody what happened to you in, at the Chicago Toy Soldier show? No, I don't think we have enough time for Ryan. we got to take a short break. We're going to be back with Jerry Kassar in a few seconds. Thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. Thanks for being with us. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, but if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, there are cousins, sisters, there are roots. So St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome to the Connor's Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. I, I guess right now we're going to be talking a little politics. With us is Chairman of the New York State Conservative Party, Jerry Kassar. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thanks, Michael. I'm very much happy to be here, and I wish you continued success. This your show is fantastic. Okay, well, uh, you know, now I've been a little confused lately. When are there going to be primaries? 
why are there why is some primaries being put off? What what's going on as far as that's concerned? And the well, district lines. Well, in New York State, it appears there's going to be two primary dates. It looks like there's going to be a primary on uh, June 28th uh, for governor, and it looks like there's going to be primaries on August 23rd for uh, Congress and state Senate. This is due to the New York State Court of Appeals following through on several other courts in New York State and declaring the congressional and state Senate lines as produced by the partisans in the Democratic Party in the state legislature as unconstitutional, both due to process and due to an outright violation of the state constitution as it involves gerrymandering of congressional lines. The end result was that we're going to have new lines for Congress and state Senate. And as such, because of federal mandates, you have to do the primaries later so that you can adequately get out to overseas service members, uh, absentee ballots. So that's why we're going to have two dates. And it's really um, due to this unconstitutional attempt by the New York State Democrats to create um, a gerrymander that was hopeful, from their perspective, was going to essentially put the opposition out of business in New York State. They failed, and interestingly, the New York State Court of Appeals, uh, its entire seven membership, seven members, were all appointed through Democratic governors, and they voted five to two against the Democratic-controlled legislature and the Democratic uh, governor's signing of the legislation creating this gerrymander. A lot of people are saying the Democratic Party was attempted to st- was attempting to cheat. They were attempting to go through a steal, and the court system has has reversed. Now, how did this come about? How why were the lines challenged, and who challenged them? Well, first, you have to do a reapportionment uh, under the U.S. Constitution every 10 years. It's uh, so that the, there's a proper proportion of people uh, representing these various districts. So, you know, over a 10-year period, populations change, so the lines change. The, uh, the attack on this came from a variety of groups, including the Republican and conservative parties um, and what they call the Republican Reapportionment uh, Trust which helped fund it. It's a national group. It's a not-for-profit that helps fund opposition to uh, partisan gerrymandering. So it came about, They, the Democrats created, Republicans and conservatives went into court to uh, reverse, and we were successful. All right, now we're going to shift gears about another story that's, you know, relevant today. Now, your your predecessor, Mike Long, used to be on the show more than a few times and say that the conservative party was the only party that was right, truly right to life in New York State. Now you've taken up the mantle. Well, that is absolutely correct. It's in our platform. It is something that its leaders have argued, pro-life positions. Many of us, like myself, have attended the marches in D.C., are um, you know, active proponents of the right to life. But it clearly Roe versus Wade was the most, uh, the greatest thorn in the side of the right to life movement since it, it was enacted in uh, 1973. Now, some people will say to you, well, New York State will not change if when Roe versus Wade is hopefully reversed and it looks like it's going that way. When you're part of the right to life movement, it's not 
it's not whether you live in New York State or whether you live in uh, uh, whether you live in uh, Miami. What it's about is the sanctity of life, protecting the unborn, and the reversal of Roe versus Wade will, from a federalism perspective, send back with bad law in the first place. And I'm not a lawyer. I know we're on Ask the Lawyer, but you don't have to believe it's bad law when somehow the privacy clause in the 14th Amendment becomes a, a, a defense as being protected by the United States Constitution. That was bad law. It should be state by state. For pro-life people like me, it should not exist anywhere. But if it's going to exist, it should be on a state by state basis. And by reversing Roe versus Wade, it sends it back to the state. And thank God, thankfully, the majority of states in the United States, overwhelmingly the majority of states in the United States, do not think like the New York state government or the California government. They think more like the Florida government and the Texas governments. And we will have in this decision, when it's finalized, a victory for right to life and a victory for the conservative movement and a victory for the conservative party. Well, let me ask you something. Um, as far as the you know right to life, nothing is really going to change in New York. What is currently the New York state law concerning abortion? Well, it's essentially, essentially nine-month abortions are allowed because in the last uh, trimester— They've have this uh, psychological clause where pretty much any doctor who is uh, ab an abortionist can justify uh, providing the proper documentation for an individual right to birth of um, uh, of justifying abortion. Additionally, New York State, in its uh, un unending attempt to show how uh, out of touch they are, allows for live births to go unattended by doctors. Think about what I just said. A live birth goes unattended by doctors if the doctor so chooses, and it's allowed in New York State. Furthermore, New York State does not require the doctors perform abortions. So as much as they want to talk about the mother's life not you know, being better protected through uh, abortion, they have taken the, the need to have a true medical professional out of the equation. And finally, let me just say this, which seems, I think, startling to a lot of people. They've changed the criminal law. A, a, a baby that's, that's truly viable under any definition, who might have been killed through an attack on the mother or just an attack, is not considered a manslaughter or you know an attempted murder as it had been up until two or three years ago in New York State. Uh, when um, they changed that law. New York State has what they called uh, the Women's Health Act that was passed on a party-line vote in the legislature in, uh, I believe, 219. I, I believe 219. It was 219, in fact. And the thing about this, about this particular um, vote was, and it's very shocking, I think, for a lot of people, New York State's Democrats, the governor then, Cuomo, and the current governor, Hochul, who was lieutenant governor, as well as uh, the legislative leadership and people like Hillary Clinton, they celebrated this. They had parties. They changed the colors on the World Trade Center and Empire State Building to celebrate what they considered a massive victory. It was a victory for death. And New York State celebrated a victory for death. And we should now have this opportunity to reverse this to some degree it will not stop what's happening in New York, but maybe, maybe it'll wake up some New Yorkers to realize that this is what we are 
dealing with in New York State, it is beyond being out of touch. All polling, as much as the Democrats want to suggest to you that Roe versus Wade is protected by popular opinion, everything I just told you about New York State's late-term abortion laws, everything I just told you about New York State's uh, New York State's uh, attitude towards uh, you know, pregnancies and, and abortions that take place after live birth. Those are opposed by an overwhelming number of New Yorkers, both in polling and both in practice. So the state that's really out of touch, its government with its people, is New York State, based on what they're about to allow to become part of, you might say, New York State's desire to um, become um, a tourist center uh, for medical abortions. And let me just tell you something else about that. I think this audience, I think most Americans would be shocked that the current governor of New York State asked for hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government using pandemic money just just in the last few days with the hope that she could help set up with that money an abortion infrastructure in New York State. A government paid for abortion infrastructure in New York State so that New York State could deal with all the additional people that are going to want to come to New York State to have an abortion because of the reversal of Roe versus Wade, the hopeful reversal of Roe versus Wade. Now, isn't that sick? Isn't that absolutely sick? Isn't it disgusting? But that's what we're dealing with in New York State, and everyone has within their power, if they don't like it, to change it because we're running Lee Zeldin for governor, a, a four-term congressman, an Army Reserve lieutenant colonel, a pro-life, a pro-life individual who understands this issue better than most to bring about change in this state. And one of the things we need to bring about change about is how the New York state government looks at abortion. Now, Zeldin has to go through a primary right now. That is As far as the Republican side is concerned. That's correct. And how do you guys feel? Do you feel pretty good about it? or? Well, I mean, first, let me say this, uh, so there's no misunderstanding. Lee Zeldin does have the conservative party endorsement. In February, he received it unanimously, and he's being unopposed. Within the confines of the GOP, there are opponents. Um, I feel very comfortable. I think I'm, I feel very comfortable because of Lee's record, because of Lee's political ability and fundraising and structure, and also because Lee is right on the issues and also is overwhelmingly supported by the uh, GOP uh, structure. You can, there are laws in New York State that allow you to get on the primary ballot with relative ease, and they, he has a primary. The primary is, as we've indicated, on June 28th in the case of governor, and if anything, all polling shows that Lee is pulling away. Now, he's not, you know, he, it's, 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 it's not without effort, and unfortunately, it will cost him some money, but he is pulling away, and I feel very confident he will be the united candidate of the GOP and conservative parties for governor against Hochul come November. She has a primary, too, two-way primary. But she, her primary, um, her primary, in my opinion, um, just does not – it either comes from the, from the too far right within the Democratic Party or too far left within the Democratic Party, and she probably uh, will be the nominee. Well, who is Kathy Hochul? Well, she's a, f- a former county clerk and a one ter- and a half a term Congress member from um, from uh, Erie County, who was the lieutenant governor for you know a number of years under Cuomo, 
she was not his first uh, term, but her second term and the third term, he was the she's been the lieutenant governor. And what has she been? She's been a uh, she's been a very loyal. She was a very loyal partner to whatever uh, schemes and mechanisms to run government that uh, Cuomo uh, was doing. She was uh, she was uh, frighteningly silent about everything from nursing home scandals to bad to bad criminal legislation. And her reputation of being a, a chameleon seems to have been um, validated during these few months that she's been uh, governor. I will say this. Uh, she makes a lot of mistakes. She turns a lot of people off. And only just recently, uh, under New York state law, the governor, without the consent of the state legislature, is allowed to appoint uh, a lieutenant governor. And when she went on to become governor, she appointed uh, a senator named Benjamin completely unvetted, who was just a few weeks ago arrested on, uh, on, on charges of corruption by the federal government. And, and she was not supposedly going to have the authority to replace this individual under New York state law. There were other candidates also running for lieutenant governor. In this process, she decided to, it was a, to her advantage, even though the game was, the nominations been made, we're in the middle of the, the campaign process, if not ne necessarily towards the end. She was able to uh, get the state Democrats to go along with another scheme to change the law so that she could then get rid of Benjamin off the ballot, which would have been a problem for her, um, and then do another replacement, a Congressman Delgadio from the uh, Mid-Hudson part of the state, who is who she has appointed, but who is not yet officially accepted the position. Um, so, who is Governor Hochul? She, one day she's a pawn, the next day she's a pirate. She's a, not a good governor. That seems to be generally agreed upon, but it's a democratic state here, and we need to really work hard to bring about change. Now, let me ask you something, Degadio. He he. he was a congressman or is a congressman? Well, that's an interesting point. He it will soon not be a congressman, but before she can move to fill the vacancy, he has to officially resign, and at that point, he accepts the position of lieutenant governor. If he waits till July 1st, she, she, there does not have to be a special election. If, she, if he resigns sooner, there will be a special election. And this is very relevant because the Democrats in the House of Representatives only have a, I believe, a five-seat majority, and this will reduce them their um, their numbers, and it could potentially increase the Republican numbers. But if she waits till if he waits till after July first, it will not actually increase the Republican numbers, although it will decrease the Democratic numbers by one. If she does it earlier, we'll be running Mark Molinero, the Dutchess County Executive an extraordinary candidate. He will crush any Democrat that runs against him. And not only will we have lost uh, a Democratic member of Congress, we will have gained an excellent Republican conservative member of Congress. And the tipping scale in D.C., which we all seem to know is going to just sink the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives, will move in that direction just a little bit earlier. All right. Now, let, uh, one final question. You know, as you know, and you do, too, you have in-laws from Louisiana, Texas. Sometimes they would ask me, why, why do you join the conservative party as opposed to being a Republican? And, and how would you answer that question? 
Well, I think there's a variety of reasons. Once One, I think we're um, very clear um, in our positions. We talk about a number of issues, not just economic or criminal issues. We do talk about social issues in the conservative party. So if social issues matter to you, we're the party in New York State. I mean, we might in other states be very, very similar to the uh, Republican Party. But in New York State, there's a difference. Some people say with a good housekeeping seal of approval, and I do think there, are, there have been over the years many Democrats who've chosen on election day to vote on the conservative party line for that reason. There are fewer and fewer, though, um, common sense Democrats in New York State, so uh, we do find that our own enrollment is not, I, would, I don't want to give you a sense that we're jumping in leaps and bounds, but our own enrollment and our own vote has been increasing as people have become ashamed of the Democratic Party and moved out of it. And also, in turn, I do think that there are a lot of Republicans that just find that our, our, our um, crystal clear position on so many issues uh, makes them feel very comfortable when they vote for our people that we've endorsed. We endorse a lot of Republicans, but we don't endorse all Republicans. And we certainly, um, in my view, put the Republican candidates through a very, very real um, vetting, if, using vetting again, when we choose, so I hopefully people have a higher level of confidence in our candidates. The Republican Party is conservative party light, if that helps you. Okay, I guess it does. Now, how would somebody find out more about the conservative party? Let's say they're thinking about, you know, changing their enrollment. How would you find more information about the conservative well, party? Well, you could uh, you could go right to our website, which is very detailed, I might point out. It's NYSCP dot org nyscp dot org and you will find on there different ways to click on information relating to our platform to how we rate the state legislature you'll find our national affairs platform uh, you should know that we were and had been for we were and continue to be uh, very strong supporters of uh, of many of the things the trump administration did um we you know we 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 come back from you know decades of of elected officials going back to the buckleys but the point is if you go to nyscp.org you will find information on how to join the party simple enrollment or or about the party and you can always call the party at 718-921-2158 we're there every weekday we're there normal business hours and i guarantee you if you ask for me you will get me and i'd be more than happy to speak with you Okay, very good, Jerry. Listen, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what the Conservative Party's doing. And, you know, keep up the good fight. Thank you, Michael. And uh, once again, to your listeners, um, you're listening to a great show. It's a place where you can find out so much about the conservative movement. It's pure. It's, it's, it's just the right thing. Thanks, Jerry. I have children. How can I protect them if something happens Will my to assets be lost if I go into a nursing home? We have property. How will it affect the ones still here? Who will help us take care of Grandma? These questions can be answered by calling 718-238-6500 for a free consultation from Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, providing dedicated, caring, and highly responsive legal services. They're focused on issues that matter to you, protection of your family, preservation of your assets, and respect of your wishes with dignity. That's all I want from a lawyer, making it easier for my children. Call 718-238-6500. Get a free consultation. Connors & Sullivan's clients don't get lost in the cracks. They have dedicated 
dedicated attorneys who know their clients and the issues that matter most to them. Connors & Sullivan's estate planning, elder law, and probate attorneys work closely with every client. Don't leave behind problems for your family. Call 718-238-6500 and get a free consultation today. Connors & Sullivan. Plan now for later. Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. You know, we were just talking about to Jerry Kassar about politics here. And our next guest, we're also going to be talking about politics. We have Kareem Elsamak, who's running for the state senate here in Brooklyn. And we have Fran Velmarone, chairperson of the New York of the Brooklyn Conservative Party. Sorry, I'm mixing that one up there. My apologies to you, Fran. It's okay. Now, Fran, you guys endorsed Kareem here. Why did you do that? Kareem has an outstanding background. He's a businessman. He's a commercial pilot. Um, he's also very active in the community. And he's someone that stands for conservative values up and down the line, especially when it comes to public safety, law enforcement, uh, cutting taxes for the, for the average person. These are issues, and good education for our children. These are the issues that we're concerned with in the conservative party, and so are the people of his district and the people of Brooklyn, frankly. Yeah, now, Kareem, I've got to ask you a question. The audience obviously can't see you. You're a young man. Why would you want to get involved in politics? Why do you want to run from office? Why do you want to bear the slings and arrows of the opposition? Isn't that the magic question? I get that question a lot. And uh, the basic answer is uh, I live in this district. My family lives in this district. My friends live in this district. And I'm incredibly troubled by uh, the insanity that's going on. I, I, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a common sense person and most people in Brooklyn uh, that share our common sense values feel the same way. And when I see people uh, getting pushed in front of trains and people being attacked by hatchets and our elected officials just sitting back idle and watching from a distance, uh, it, uh, it's, it's really upsetting. So uh, honestly, it's to restore common sense and to introduce a, a new generation of leadership into the mix. Okay, now, what is your district? I mean, are the lines sufficiently drawn, Fran? Well, not well. that's interesting that you should ask that. As you know, the lines were drawn. Uh, initially, they were supposed to be drawn by an independent commission. That didn't work out for several reasons. And then the legislature then drew the lines and what we call gerrymandered the lines. There was a lawsuit that was brought to challenge those lines, and those lines have now been thrown out as unconstitutional. So we're waiting for the new lines to come out for the uh, district, so we're not exactly sure what the district's going to look like, um, but we know most probably Bay Ridge will be in the district. We're not sure about the remainder of the district until the lines do come out in about a week or so. But basically, it's Marty Golden's old district in for the most part, for the most part, but we're not sure the exact lines where we, we probably believe it'll be Bay Ridge, Diker Heights, parts of Bensonhurst, um, but we're not sure about the rest of the district. And as I said, the lines, the new lines that are being drawn by an independent master assigned by the, the Supreme Court um, of, of the state of New York uh, will be drawing the lines, and those new lines will be coming out shortly, and we hope to have all lines that reflect the communities that they're supposed to serve, not the gerrymandered lines that were put out by the state legislature. Now, 
who who who's your Democratic opponent, Kareem? Uh, Senator Andrew Gennardis. Okay, now if I'm not mistaken, Senator Gennardis voted for bail reform a couple of years ago, and bail reform has really thrown the city into complete chaos. Do you, do you have any comments? What's your stand? Absolutely, not just voted for, practically spearheaded bail reform uh, with uh, with a few of his uh, colleagues, Democratic colleagues. Uh, look, reform can be a good thing, right? Uh, we should evolve as a city. We should evolve as uh, as a district. But at the same time, these things need to be done properly. They need to be done the wrong way. For instance, if we wanted to look at bail reform from the stance of uh, a teenager. Uh, walking into a Rite Aid and stealing a candy bar, we shouldn't ruin someone's life for something that small, especially uh, early on in, in, in an individual's life. That's where we should have some leniency, and that's where the reform should have been. Uh, but taking away discretion from judges, appointed or elected judges, is uh, something that uh, is, uh, is honestly, frankly, a, a big slap in the face uh, to our U.S. Constitution, to our New York State Constitution, and to our voters. Um, people that commit violent crimes need to stand before a judge, very simply, and the judge needs to look at it case by case and determine what the appropriate punishment should be. Uh, bail reform is, isn't, uh, this bail reform law isn't that black and white anymore. Um, and, and honestly, it's a total, total mess. We can't have canned um, uh, punishments for violent crimes and violent criminals. All right. Now, you, you know, and, and some of the people, I mean, I know most of you probably see some news reports and things like that, but literally you have people who rob a bank in the morning, get out on bail in the afternoon and rob another bank in the late afternoon, which, which we've been told the story of that. Or I'll give you even a, a more troublesome uh, situation. About two weeks ago, they arrested four individuals with illegal loaded firearms. Four hours later, before the shift ended, they were back out on the street and not even two, three days later, they caught one of the individuals with another loaded firearm. To me, that's not common sense, you know, and, and we hear about the administration wanting to give out crack pipes. You genuinely have to be on crack to support some of these policies. Yeah, and, and not only that, like if you're, let's say you're a witness or a victim of a crime, the accused criminal's attorney has a right to all sorts of personal information, yeah. including to get pictures of your home. It's as if they are supporting and they're egging on uh, uh, a lack of order. Uh, it's as if they want chaos when they do things like that. Uh, this is how you create more crime. This is how you uh, – government's role, in a, in a sense, and, uh, and our, our uh, first responders, it's to serve and, serve and protect the people. This isn't how you serve and protect. This is how you create chaos and insanity because when you release that personal information – and you make it available to the other side, uh, who knows who, who that person might be? Who knows who the perpetrator might be? Might be someone connected to a, a, a drug lord or a gang, and now you're practically given the information. You're saying, here you go. Here's the fish. Go catch. You know, it's, it, it's, it's insane. It really yeah, is insane. There's, there's no, no protections. Protection of witnesses or victims. No, not at all. Now, Mayor Adams, we all know, went up to Albany to try to get changes in the bail reform laws. What was his reception? What happened? I, from my understanding, even even Hochul admitted, Governor Hochul admitted that uh, there are inadequacies and there are problems with the bail reform law, which is fine. You can admit it all day long, but where's the action? Uh, so his reception, I think, has been 
uh, are, are, are decent. People have acknowledged on both sides that the bail reform law has several holes in it. Uh, but instead of patching up these holes, we've essentially added another layer of Swiss cheese, the Swiss cheese method. We keep adding layers of Swiss cheese, and before you know it, these holes are going to line up and we're going to end up with one major disaster. Uh, if, if you look at the situation with the subway shooter over in Sunset Park, they haven't directly publicly connected it to, to bail reform, but that person has been on the radar of federal authorities and local authorities for quite some time with numerous arrests. So in my eyes, uh, I would say that that's, uh, that is directly tied with bail reform. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons I think he was indicted under the federal system, because he doesn't have all the rights under the federal system he would have if he, if he were indicted in New York State. Right. Uh, how do you change? Let's say you're a state senator. Yeah. What kind of impact does that have? You know, because I'll tell you right now, a lot of people in the audience, and I mean even relatively intelligent people, they don't understand the difference between a state senator, a city council member, a representative of Congress. So, can you explain what a state senator does and is? Sure, absolutely. State senator, essentially, you're you're a legislator. There's uh, uh, you have the New York State Assembly, which uh, if you want to correlate it to something, it's just, it's kind of like the U.S. Congress. And then you have the New York State Senate. Uh, they're both responsible for passing laws. Uh, a piece of uh, a proposed uh, legislation would go through either the uh, the Senate or the Assembly. There would be a vote, and then it would go to the other side. They would take a vote on it, and ultimately, if they all come up with a yes, it would go to the governor's desk for a final signature. The governor could always say no, and then it would go back for an additional vote uh, uh, in the uh, in the legislation and uh, or legislature, and and then they would come up with a decision from there. In terms of bail reform, um, there are candidates out there right now saying, oh, if I'm elected your state senator or assemblyman, I'm going to you know, make sure that the NYPD is out there doing their job. <laughs> what, what people need to, to, to realize is the NYPD takes its authority from, of course, the police commissioner, but the police commissioner takes uh, uh, instruction and is uh, led by the mayor. Uh, the mayor is ultimately the commander-in-chief, indirectly, I would say, of, of, of the NYPD. Uh, where the senators and the assembly uh, members come in is, when, is, is, the le is the actual law. So the bail reform law, repealing it immediately in the interest of public safety and patching up those holes to avoid the Swiss cheese uh, uh, theory, uh, method is is going to be the best and most effective way to uh, to tackle it. But of course, when that's said and done, the mayor needs to come out as well and give the police officers and the NYPD the resources that they need in order to utilize the law and uh, and and govern and police uh, via common sense and uh, and honesty. Now, what other issues besides public safety, crime? What other issues do you think are important in this year's election as far as the state senate is concerned? So many issues. Uh, given that inflation is, is at an all-time high right now and it continues to go up, interest rates continue to go up, I think we need to look at people and consider their economic hardships. Uh, very importantly, uh, elected officials have been coming out as candidates for years saying we're going to lower property tax, we're going to lower property tax, but that's not being done. Now more than ever is probably the time to get that done. People are suffering financially, so definitely uh, a reduction in property tax would uh, is, is definitely overdue. Support for our small local businesses that have suffered tremendously during COVID. We saw businesses that have been around for 20, 30, 40 years that have shut down because they received no legitimate support from our elected officials that were put there to protect them. And when these businesses shut down, 
Uh, we're hurting our own economy, our local economy. We're hurting our tourism, and we're driving people away uh, out of New York and out of our district because they're in pursuit of the American dream, and they're not going to get that here. Well, one of the things that I thought I, I could never understand why real estate owners, especially people who own investment properties, why they didn't get a tax break on their real estate taxes, because here in some cases they weren't collecting rent, couldn't collect rent, couldn't evict somebody. Yeah. And at the same time, there was no break from the city as far as their real estate taxes. And everybody else in the world was getting a break then. Slap in the face, right? The A lot of these elected officials, they, they give off this illusion that these landlords are multimillionaires. In some cases, that might be their only means of providing for their family. That uh, that piece of real estate or that little building uh, or that uh, uh, multi-unit uh, rental property or even their little restaurant might be the only only means of providing for their family. And essentially, these politicians have demonized uh, these entrepreneurs that were supposed to uh, cherish and support and help because it's an investment in our own city. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. During COVID, um, these landlords should have received some support. They weren't allowed to evict anybody, which, okay, I guess it makes sense. We don't want to uh, throw people out on the street. But at the same time, they, they received no real incentive to protect themselves, and they received no support to protect themselves. They got no tax breaks. Uh, they got nothing. They were uh, left out to dry. And at the end of the day, they were the losers because they were the ones that came out with nothing uh, in some cases and banks seizing their assets and so on and so forth. Okay. Let me ask you this. I mean, this is an election year, obviously. You know, some people are saying, well, there's no sense if I vote or not because they're going to be absentee ballots and they're going to be shenanigans and whatever, and my vote really doesn't count. What would you say to that person? I hear that all the time, all the time. We go out during the petitioning process and even now as we door knock to give people our literature on our campaign, give them a, a little bit of information, interact with the voters. We hear that all the time, and what I tell them is don't give up. I'm out here fighting on your behalf. I'm doing it. I put my professional progression on the line, and I'm happy to do it, and I'm honored to do it. I'm taking action. I need you to go out and vote. That's very, very important. I understand that over the, the, the past previous years, people have lost motivation, and people have been discouraged by mail-in ballots and, and all these weird things that have happened. I understand that. But the idea is to never give up and continue to fight, because if we continue to fight sooner or later, we will win. Uh, look at the situation with the gerrymandering lawsuit. Everyone said, oh, no, the, the lawsuit is pointless. It's not It's not going to get us anywhere. And at the end of the day, we made it through two lower courts and the appellate court, and we walked away the winners with majority Democratic judges uh, in those cases. And the assembly right now is also being challenged, and I believe the same outcome uh, is also uh, going to prevail. So my answer to that comment is don't give up. Continue to fight. Keep going out. Do your civic duty. Vote. It's not going to take much. If you don't want to vote in person, ask for an absentee ballot. If you don't want to do that, there's so many different things that you can't do in order to make sure you're heard. You could vote early, but the answer is absolutely go out and vote. Don't give up. There are people like myself and other candidates out there that are fighting on your behalf, and we're happy to do it, but we need people's help. Volunteer if you can. Contribute $5, $10, whatever you can to a campaign that you believe in, uh, and more importantly, go out and vote. All right. Now, where can somebody learn more about you and your campaign? So our website and our social media is Kareem. That's K-A-R-I-M as in Mike, the number 4NY.com. And the same thing goes for our social media, Kareem, the number 4NY on all platforms. We're very active on there. We share our 
day-to-day operations of the campaign on there, and our donation link is also present on the website. Any help is appreciated, and uh, that, that goes for uh, donations and or volunteers, and it goes a long way. It really does go a long way, and I've noticed that since I've entered this uh, political arena. All right, Kareem, thank you for running. Good My luck. pleasure. Thank you very Hopefully much. Hopefully we'll see you again during this campaign season. My pleasure. I hope so. Okay. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, there are cousins, sisters, there are roots. So St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer, uh, now accompanied by my wife, Beth. Hello. And my son, Michael. Hello, everyone. Again, no matter where you live, it's important to vote. And we may be in a minority in certain places, but show up and vote. Give it a shot. You know, and of course, I think there are going to be some races this year. It's going to bring back, you know, like, in New Jersey, where the truck driver beat Sweeney and the the long-established incumbent, I think they're going to be races like that this year, where we're going to be a little bit surprised who wins, you know, what upsets there are. But it, it, it's a civic duty, you know. I would say almost a religious duty to vote. You know, God gave us the right to vote. We should take take advantage of it. Again, if you want to hear about estate planning and law, you can give us a call at Connors and Sullivan. Uh, you know, we try to put a plan together every, 
every time we talk to somebody. And one of the things we do, and, and take it on faith, we don't want your government to go, uh, you won't want your assets to go to the government. That is not in my DNA. So sometimes people think, well, if we do the trust, our kid's going to have to pay more in taxes. No, if they would have to pay more in taxes, I'd figure out something else to do. Our goal is to save your children, save your family on taxes. Our goal is that your family does not have to go to court. We avoid probate, save on taxes as much as possible, and make it as easy as possible for your children. When you're doing an estate plan, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your children. And we try to come up with a plan that saves you on taxes, whether it's income taxes for your children or estate taxes for your children, or even while you're alive to save at some points on taxes. So if you're interested in saving your assets to protect your assets, make things easy for your children, please give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. We'll talk to you next week at the same time and places. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors and Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.